It's a weekend. Right. Let's go. Sunday pour. We are back. Second show of the week. We are rolling into November right now. Baseball's history. Uh, NFL has its unofficial second opening day this Sunday. Now that baseball's in the rearview mirror. Three weeks till Thanksgiving. Uh, I got my Yale Harvard tickets this week. Things are looking up. We're, in the sh- we're not quite in the holiday season yet, but I could see the light. I could see the light. As the weather changes, you know, you people don't like the cold weather. It's okay because we got good times ahead. You know, we'll start worrying about the fucking shitty weather in February. But for now, all things are looking up. Jets, Colts right now. Mike White air is over. It's, it's over. Devastating. It's Absolutely like devastating. With a straight face. With a I'm straight har- face. I, am, I am heartbroken. This game needs Mike White. The NFL needs Mike White. It's unbelievable. He, he looked so good on that answer drive after they uh, – what did they go, three and out on their first drive? It, it, ended, it ended, and the Colts got the ball and scored right away. What an answer. And he got hurt on the play before – I mean, obviously, he had to get hurt before that touchdown pass. Yeah, yeah, they showed the replay. It was before that, yep. I haven't had sound down. I was watching the Clinton show, the impeachment show, and I was watching – I had the uh, Colts-Jets – no sound on the laptop. So I didn't see exactly what the announcers were talking about, but what it's, I mean, it's a hand injury, right? Yeah. Hand forearm type thing. I don't know. It looked like it was like a finger thing that went up through his arm. I mean, nice knowing you, Mike, man. I can't, thought, they, can't they just put him out there as a decoy? It's gotta be better than Josh Johnson. Yeah. The, 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 the jet sideline is Joe Flacco, uh, Zach Wilson, <laughs> Mike White, all cheering on Josh Johnson, who's one and seven in his career. He came out and threw an awful pass across the middle. He threw out a nice pass eventually. Uh, that tight end who got hurt from the last drive, but uh, yeah, certain backup quarterbacks just they keep they just pop up. Yeah, he's a journeyman, Josh. <laughs> he's a pop up guy. I let, let me tell you something. The Jets' rush defense is getting abused tonight. 35 years old, Josh Johnson. Wow. You could have told me he was 25. Yeah. Or yeah. 42, and I would have believed it. They listed all the teams he played for before. Oh, they did? I missed yeah. that. Okay. I mean, I still, I still would not have been surprised if it was 25 after. <laughs> played for the Sacramento I, Mountain Lions. Yeah, that was one of the – yeah, he had a great stay with Sacramento. Yeah, that's right. Oh, okay. I missed that. I missed that. Right, I missed that. <laughs> Led him to a conference championship. No, <laughs> he, he might have been one and seven for them too. I gotta back it up a little bit. I thought you thought that I thought you always said that the beginning of the holiday season was the first sighting of pumpkin spice. Oh, pumpkin spice. Yeah, I thought that was the beginning for you. I haven't, well, I haven't late, seen any yet. Sometime in late August. I haven't seen any yet. I haven't seen any spice yet. I think for me, I think that it is the holiday season, but I it, I Ease into it though, right? I think the fur. I think Halloween. When I hear the Peanuts theme song on the Charlie Brown Halloween special, that <laughs> it just feels like the holidays. Um, you know, he's, I didn't watch. I, I didn't watch that this year. Oh yeah, I think it's on like Apple TV now. I got the DVD, so I'm not gonna get Apple TV just to watch that. No, so I bought the DVDs last year. 
could not deprive my children of uh, Charlie Brown ho- holiday specials. Right. All right. So it's three weeks to Thanksgiving. So not quite there, I guess. So you're you're you're, you're kind of like got uh, your toe dipped in. Deep in. Yeah. Oh yeah. To- yeah. It's dipped in. I'm not. I'm not out here. You know. I'm not putting the lights up or anything like that. Nothing. I. You know. I want to enjoy this time between Halloween and Thanksgiving. It's not the holidays, but just the season. You know what I mean. And then once the weather's you're... a little crisper. Yeah, your your uh, things are changing. Yeah, times they are changing. And then once you get to that Thanksgiving week, it's oh. it, the roller coaster starts. Yeah, and it's really if... the roller coaster where it's all downhill. There's no like loops. It's just all oh, it's down. Free fall, free fall. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, Pittman. I don't know if they're gonna give that to him. Now they get it. No. Um, I have seen some Christmas stuff though in, oh, in store uh, stores. Oh yeah, you know, uh, Sirius changed up all their channels, and they already have uh, the Christmas ones up there. I could have swore I heard a Christmas song today. I could have swore I didn't stay on it long enough. It was one of those like religious Jesus ones. Uh, could have just been a Jesus song. Could have been yeah, him. Yeah. <laughs> there was a Macy's commercial on this game earlier with all Christmas themed. It's too early for that. It's far too early. We're, I mean, it just gets earlier and earlier, I guess. It's just, this is just the times, I guess. You know, I think we're actually better than we were because I feel like I haven't seen that much. Like Macy's, fuck you, Macy's. But I feel like we've actually kind of pulled it back, pulled the reins back a little bit. The war on Christmas, we're winning, finally. Some points for the war on Christmas, not to start it, you know, October 31st. Um, Mariah Carey came out and did her thing, smashing the pumpkins. Oh, did she? Yeah, it said now it's like her season because Halloween is over. And it was like three pumpkins. I forget. I think it said it's not time. But she came out and like, you know, it was like tight dress mm. and like bash the knot pumpkin with a baseball bat. Not great form, I gotta say. Don't want to swing. Where I carry have any Thanksgiving songs? I don't think so. I think it's just that one song. I think it's just only on for Christmas is you, <laughs> and that's it. That's really all she's hanging on to these days. And I'm pro Mariah Carey. I don't want to sound this make this sound like a knock against her, but she's been hanging on to that song for at least yeah. a decade and a half. I'm pro Mariah Carey too, man. But she, the, the last like, she's not aging talent-wise the way we had hoped that, or that I hoped that she would. She's a great, she's a great singer. Now she's, uh, yeah, she's she's just kind of living on the rep. Well, she had some issues, didn't she? Yeah, but everybody has issues. Though I got issues. Not not Mariah Carey issues. <laughs> what issues did she have? Oh, yeah, she married Nick Cannon. That was a big problem. She you know, was a little bit of a self-conflicted issue. She's self-inflicted. Oh, they gave it to him. They gave him the touchdown? Yeah, three steps in the end zone. Then I, I, I second that. I second that. Yeah, that's that's when, they slowed, when they slowed it down. In real time, I didn't think it was uh... – Did Robert Sala coach the offense at San Francisco or – he was a defensive guy, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Right? Rah, rah, yeah. Niners, Super Bowl, all that. Yeah. Uh, hmm. 
Yeah. He, he must must be a hell of an interviewer. <laughs> I mean, uh, the run defense was, you know, top 10 or top 15 in the league, I think. I mean, top 15, like in the NFL, not just in the AFC, because I've been bad for those top 15 in the AFC. But, you know, top half of the of the NFL in run defense. But after what they've gotten abused, they had 100 rush yards with like 14 minutes left in this in the second quarter. I knew the I knew the Mike White. Well, I know part of this is because he got knocked out, but I knew the Mike White love was a little too over the top. I knew the Colts were to play in this game. Oh, you can't. I mean, I, I, if Mike White was there, the back door would be wide open. Let me just put it that way. I don't feel. I, don't I mean, feel, it still could be. It still I don't could feel be. the same way about Josh Johnson. No, no, the back door is open, but it's Jets fans getting in the ass. That's, that's that's the only back door. Oh yeah, and the Colts are uh, Colts get the ball at half too. Oh man, not good. Twenty eight ten. As uh, Robert Sala cries in his. <laughs> All I saw on Twitter was just, and I don't, I don't know, I don't have any stats to back this up, but I heard our Jets fans would know better than I would, but just they're always getting embarrassed on national TV games, which sounds um, right. Yeah, there was a ESPN article today about it. Oh, there was. Yeah, but fumble. Uh, I forget that guy who wiped the ball with his or wiped his ass with the ball one year. Oh, Darnold! I'm seeing ghosts. Wasn't that a? Yeah, that was prime time. Yeah, prime time. Yeah, I mean they do get embarrassed a lot at one o'clock too. Both Patriot games this year were one o'clock games, so <laughs> yeah. maybe the Jets just lose a lot of. I think somebody said that. I think it was like Bart Scott said that or something. Which is, <laughs> uh, is it, yeah, it's a product of them being bad for a long time. <laughs> that they have. Josh Johnson, three of six, 62 yards. Okay. Can't put it all on him. Josh Johnson can't make tackles. Uh, no, yeah. But it's probably 28 14. That's about- <laughs> Carson Wentz wearing his mask because he's unvaccinated, doing the right thing. Yeah, that was a yeah, big issue this week, Aaron Rodgers. I mean. Can't trust that guy on the field or off the field now. Absolute diva behavior. And like that, then everything comes out about like how he responded when it asked about the vaccines, if you believe the vaccines, man. I mean, we're all vaccinated at birth, for Christ's sake, right? He's got the fucking mumps vaccine or whatever the fuck, right? This doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you ever have polio, Aaron? No? Never Maybe. had it? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe I'll have to miss week, week 11 and 12 because of the polio scare. Ah, the Packers fans are the real losers here. Because it took, it took them a few – Packers fans will always defend this guy because I think they realize it could be a lot worse. I've been look, my team's been looking for a quarterback for over 20 years. Sure. Yeah. So it is nice. You know, you go far to Rodgers. You don't want to give that up. Yeah. But I think you'll learn now Halloween and hosting Jeopardy mean more to this guy than football and championships. Bottom line. Okay. Anybody who – and look, I know I just – I was – I know we had like a little Rodgers-Mahomes discussion. That was more anti-Holmes and pro-Rodgers. Like, I'm <laughs> just I'm – I'm on the back end of the Mahomes. Oh, yeah. I hope the Chiefs make a run now because I'm, I'm all in on Mahomes. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to happen because they look – they look terrible, but I'm hoping. <laughs> but anybody who – and I should have thought about this a little closer beforehand. But anybody who grows their hair out for a year in anticipation – of a Halloween costume is suspect. 
and then gets COVID probably because of the party. It's yeah. just the ultimate. It's the ultimate. It's unbelievable. Suspect as a human being, not just as a quarterback in the National Football League, but you, come on, man. Like you're, you're a fucking professional athlete, and you're like, what are you doing with your life, man? Why, why are we doing this? If you went to a Halloween party and you got into a conversation, whether it's somebody you know really well or if it's just a small talk stranger, and they told you they were growing their hair out for a year leading up for their costume, you would just – I'm looking for the exit. <laughs> not, of the par- not of the party, but, you know, maybe the party, but I'm looking just for an automatic out of this conversation. This is uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, lit- I literally put on, a, I put on a football jersey. I didn't know what I was being today. You thought about this a year ago. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, I put, I put a, a little bit of thought into like, hey, getting invited to a costume party or whatever. I'm not proud of it, but, you know, I'll do it. I'll play ball, right? Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, that's like, if I'm talking to that guy at the party, I could not poker face it. I wouldn't be able to do it. I would, yeah. he would know he'd read all over my face. Like, I knew he was fucked up. He's like, you think I'm crazy, I, right? I'm like, nah. <laughs> No, I don't think no, that's all right. I would awkwardly laugh, hoping he was joking. Be like, nah, I'm just kidding. I normally have this hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's a little that's it's a little lame. And people put a lot of thought into their Halloween costumes. I've never heard of anyone growing their hair out for a year. That's crazy. I'm a little confused about the dynamic here because he doesn't he date like a Hollywood star, like I assume like liberal like all liberal. Hollywood star? Like, aren't they oh, I don't know who his vaccine? wife is. Aren't they all in the vaccine and shit? I don't know. His wife's not like an A-lister, though, is she? Ex- or fiance? I think she is kind of, but not like anyone that we'd be uh, in tune with. I'm not sure what she's uh, doing. But I'm sure she's a – I think she is considered an A-lister. Um, what did this guy receive? He says – this is a Fox News article. I don't know if this is correct, but it says Aaron Rodgers received homeopathic treatment to protect against COVID-19. I don't even know what that is. I'm not going to read the article right now. Or probably vitamin, ever, but. When you drink vitamin water? And homeopathic? What do you like, Yogurt? Vitamin D? I don't know what's going on here. I don't, I don't still understand. Like, I don't understand how everybody becomes a fucking scientist. And an expert on this shit. <laughs> Taking fucking homeopathic. Come on, man. I mean, it didn't take much for me. Like, I wanted to go to a Yankee game over the summer. And when the vaccine came out, that was – you had to be vaccinated to go yeah. to games. I was like, all right, I guess I'll get it, man. I, just to go to one game <laughs> over the summer. And then, obviously, the rule was lifted. But, like, I don't know. May, I don't, maybe I just underthink things. <laughs> These guys, you know what this guy is? Fucking Aaron Rodgers is Kyrie Irving with less personal days. That's what he is. <laughs> or, more, or more personal he's, days. He's Kyrie, he's Kyrie Irving in sheep's clothing. That's what he is. In sheep's clothing. Yeah. Oh, is. yeah. Kyrie well, Irving. Yeah, well, if he was – He's if, a very – you know what? He's a very subtle, sneaky, discreet Kyrie Irving. Is he getting some shit for this? Because he should be getting some shit for this. Because Kyrie got fucking raked over. No, the- not like Kyrie. Is that a New York thing, you think? Or Kyrie, if he was still in Cleveland, he'd still be getting raked over the coals? Or is that most because he's in Brooklyn? Uh, uh, let's see. Well, I think Kyrie, this is, 
you know, he's a flat earther. It's, it's, oh, he, it's always something with this guy. He kind of killed the locker room in Boston. Yeah. This is kind of just like one of many things with Kyrie. But if you well, look at Rodgers, he's, yeah, he's had a history, history of suspect too. behavior too. Yeah. yeah. I, I how he acted after after the how he how he acted after they drafted Jordan Love, I mean just how he acted last year after the playoff loss. Like, I agree. Yeah, no, he's got his own issues, man. I, I know. Uh, he should, I've be, read he should that, be getting plenty of shit. I have read of all people, uh, Skip Bayless is somebody I guess is hard on him, and Mike Florio. Do you know him? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mike Florio, I guess, is hard. But I also read Mike Florio might be a Vikings fan, so. Mike oh, Florio's not moving the needle, yeah. <laughs> no, Mike Florio's not. And uh, Brandon Tierney, I guess, who's a New York guy, CBS BT, Radio. Yeah. Good. BT's uh, giving him a little bit of a hard time. So I think it's starting to – It's. I mean, on the field, it's, you can kill him for the big games. But, he's, you know, he's obviously a great first ballot Hall of Famer, one of the best yeah. guy, you know, quarterbacks I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, but, no, the, yeah, the off-the-field stuff, he could be a little bit of a fickle fuck, you know? Host in Jeopardy. Yeah, I a little flaky. He's flaky. He's flaky. Flighty. Yeah, and 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 the fact that he hasn't been back to the Super Bowl too. When so when you compound all those things, <laughs> when you compound That's all those things, I don't I don't know if yeah I don't know if I was a Packers. Fan. I guess if you're a Packers fan, you just like that he has you in contention because it could be a lot worse. You could be going five and eleven every year and drafting in the top ten. Like I know all about that, so. Amen, brother. Uh, you know, so, I, <clears throat> so we're rooting for Jordan Love to throw for three fifty and four touchdowns, right? A four o'clock on Sunday or four twenty-five on Sunday. Uh, I mean, that would for in terms of storyline, and they're talking about it right now on the halftime show. Uh, in terms of storyline, that would offer up the best story because I don't even know if Rodgers can come back the week after. He can't go back to the facility uh, until the. Th- Thir- uh, November 13th, which is the Saturday before week 10. Whoever, I think they play Seattle uh, the following week. So it sounds like he's not even going to be able to play that week. Man, two weeks. Jeez. Well, good, hey, good thing he's an owner of the Chicago Bears. He can fall back on that income <laughs> if he misses too much time working. There you go. There you go. Silver lining right there. Yeah, man. So, uh, yeah, I mean, what, what are you going to do? I don't tell people what to do, but it's just – Doing your, what, well, doing your own it, research. It, it, well, I'm not talking about what to do, but uh, the results speak for themselves. Like this is what happens. Yeah. Uh, and, well, he, I, and, and the fact that he was, you know, the, the answer he gave to the Im, Im, I'm immunized. Oh uh, yeah, what a dork. He's yeah. Yeah, there's too many people out there who just are smarter than who, who think they're smarter than everybody in the room, and then like they talk like it. And then they make complete asses of themselves when they do it. Like, you're not smarter than anybody in this room, let alone, you know, everybody. Oh, God. Which is, which is what he does, which is what Kyrie does. And they just talk down to these reporters and shit. Right. They want to prove that they want to go against the dumb jock theory and they end up doing more harm to that theory than anything. Yeah. So. And I don't, I'm not going to say, like, I have people talking about, you need to throw the book at the Packers. He needs, I don't know what the hell. You, the, the, it, we've never seen anything like this. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, two games, three games suspension. 
Yeah, he who lied. Fuck, he, you just making making shit up as you go. Like, he, who the hell knows? He lied, right? That's what everybody's saying. He lied. I don't know if he lied. I think he was just kind of coy about it, and you guys fell for it. You guys wanted the cleanest way into the season, and you fell for it. I don't think you know. I don't think he lied. Right. I think he's. We should, he, we should remove Goodell from office. Yeah. For letting for having it get past him. Goodell's not going to do anything. To no, Aaron Rodgers, I'd be if, shocked. If anything, he'll be back in a week. Like he'll get a special treatment and come back in a week. <laughs> it's gonna be better than ever. Yeah, probably. Older, older quarterback. He needs another bye week. And also, if everybody has, if everybody's so fucking smart, has all the answers, why don't they fucking share with us? Why is this big fucking secret? <laughs> right. Yeah. There should be a live Instagram feed of like Kyrie's research. Yeah. Share it with us. You're so much fucking smarter than us. Share it with us. Come on. Be our, be our bibliography. Give us the chapter and verse or whatever you're reading. Knowledge hoarder. What are you doing? Yeah. Jesus Christ. God, share some of the I – mean, I need some intelligence. Come on, Kyrie. Give me some. <laughs> when he did his interview, didn't he have, like, books behind him and shit? <laughs> probably. probably. I, hate, I hate that. Oh, I always, I always hate when – I always hate the setup behind people – and you've seen it more and more the last, you know, year and a half with all the oh. zooms and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Just the talking heads have everything. They have like a stupid helmet of like their alma mater behind them. <laughs> I don't know why it bothers me. It just bothers me. Some stupid yeah, trophy they won. If you're framing it to be in a certain way, you're doing something. You're an asshole. I like the when I was doing zooms at the height of the pandemic. I just did blank wall behind me. I wanted yeah. it to look like I was in like an Al Qaeda, Al Qaeda <laughs> prisoner. Put a black hood on your head. Yeah, <laughs> tie your hands. Should have start playing the music. <laughs> uh, well, listen, uh, I, the, the 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 world wants to know it. We've been yeah. on our edge of of our seat all week. What's the story at the office? Have you guys uh, anybody? Oh wow. As far as I know, nobody in cuffs. Couple developments. Oh, okay. All right. Number one, attorney down the hall from my office, who's the only guy left on the floor, I think. I think there's two attorney's offices, mine and, <laughs> and this other guy, because everyone left because of the pandemic. I mean, they, the building actually, I told you the building just got sold, and they're, they're actually turning it into residential, so we're probably moving soon. Okay. Um, in the area? So the attorney... Um, ah, we we almost ended up in Long Wharf, like right across the street from Sports Haven, which would have been would have been awesome. <laughs> but it, I think it fell through. Uh, yeah, it's probably gonna be. Uh, right now, it's looking like the Crown Street area where like all the bars are, which is also kind of cool. But maybe okay. be further away from the green, which I, you know kind of wear on you a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, attorney down the hall from us, uh, single. Uh, practitioner i guess you call it mm-hmm. works by himself no other employees uh he noticed some checks missing and had to uh file a police report so that's, that's number one Jeez. he noticed stuff being rummaged around yeah. so he came down and told us and he had the cops come back case number all that and the real odd real odd development and i don't even know where to go with this one is I told you about the guy on the seventh floor. Attorney had all the cash and a knife, knife taken from him. Big knife. Apparently, the knife was found in on the fifth floor in the office where 
the uh, I don't know if it was the same office, but I, it was in the same law firm where the laptop was stolen. Okay. All right. So I don't know what to make of that. Uh, the cops came back. They took the knife. They're going to try and get prints off of it, apparently. I'm not going to hold my breath. But I don't know. Like, is this, is this somebody who is, you know, trying to um, outsmart the competition by f- framing somebody on the fifth floor? Because, listen, I'm, I, I can't, I can't, I think I, I can confidently say I know everybody that works in the fifth floor law firm. It's three attorneys who are like 65 and older. And the people that work for them, the paralegals that work for them are like 50. And I just don't see these people going around. Not that any of them would have a master key, but I, I can kind of clear all these people. Yeah, so yeah. is he trying to frame somebody on the fifth floor? Or is this just like a high, like cracked out person who's like panicked and like tried to give the knife back and he gave it back two floors beneath where he took it? They found it in another drawer there? No, they found it in a completely another. It was taken from the seventh floor. No, no, I got that on the, on the fifth. fifth. But where did they yeah. find it? Like, was it just laying in the desk, or was it in a drawer down there? Or did they, like, no, I think it was like on top of. I think it was out in the open. Likely, he just forgot it. That's my guess. But he would have had to go back another day with it on him. Oh. We keep saying him. It's very sexist. This could be a woman. Yeah. Oh, he went back another day. <laughs> well, yeah, because the attorney down the hall for me noticed it. Uh, what's today? Thursday, oh, Wednesday, he came in or two. It's so, it's wild. Yeah, timeline it's wild. is all fucked up. Unless it was like kind of out of the way and just went unnoticed. It was a small office and it was like in a place where they don't go wherever. Like, I don't know. Yeah, no, it, it could have been. It could, maybe they didn't notice it until a couple of days after the fact. Yeah. Yeah, because maybe like in his rummaging, he put it down someplace and like just a little bit out of the way and, you know, wasn't noticed. Well, at least, yeah. at least they recovered the big knife. I mean, the thousand dollars you stole. Or yeah, you're stole. not going to see that. You're not going to see that. Yeah, it's spent already. That's, that's, that's in a drug dealer's pocket. Yes, for sure. Uh, um, so I think those are the only two updates I have. Ah, Dustin that. for Prince, though. That's a big step. Dustin for Prince. Could be. That's a huge mistake, though. That's a huge mistake. First of all, he went in there without gloves on, or she, without gloves on. Mm-hmm. Second of all, leave the evidence behind. Um, you know, this will likely only have the uh, attorney's prints on it and these other person, this other person's prints. Yeah. The lead suspect might be a woman, actually. From what I've seen, this one cleaning woman who, I think she's in on weekends and she's been in during the week before. Whoa! Looks like she looks like uh like she's been around the crack. Oh, I wonder. That actually makes sense then, right? Because she is likely out of a job. If it got sold, she probably feels like, oh, this is gonna this is not gonna last very long for me. Like they're gonna sell this, they're gonna get these guys out of here. I don't have a job anymore. Let me see what I I can get. A little parting gift here. That that right has the master key. That For place, sure, yeah. yeah. I like this. It's like, we should fucking, we should be the cops. I mean, I think we've already made more progress than they have. Yeah. 
Do you think they dusted for prints yet? It's probably sitting on somebody's fucking desk oh, right now. Ziploc bag someplace. They're probably like playing Rambo with it right now in the precinct. <laughs> <laughs> fucking. How many? How many cops did that did that knife go to? And they all said, uh, "You call that a knife? This is a knife." <laughs> is that crocodile Dundee? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cherryo. I don't think what up, Crocodile that. Dundee was some good shit. I used to watch that all the time. HBO. That is a uh, dated movie, if ever there if ever there was one. Let's just throw an Australian guy some in random situations. Well, that'll be it's like an Australian James Bond slash MacGyver slash uh, Pink Panther, right? Because he was a, a goofball, not goofball, but he was it was. Comedic. Well, he was a he was a kind of a ladies' man though. Wasn't it? Oh, was he really? I did not. I don't remember. Wow. I think so. Paul Hogan. I'm sure Paul Hogan uh, cleaned up in his day. I didn't know that Crocodile Dundee was. Uh... Yeah, there was a blonde in there. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, I wonder who his leading it, ladies were. Do you have any famous leading ladies? I could picture the woman. I don't know if I could give you a name, though. I can remember the yeah. bad guy, one of them, too. Who was the bad I can't, guy? I could picture. Uh... He wasn't anybody too famous. Oh, Crocodile Dundee was 86. Jesus. There's Ooh, a Reginald, multiple ones, though. Oh, yeah. Reginald Van Johnson was in it. Uh, Really? Carl Winslow. You see Eddie Winslow in the news recently? <laughs> not, it's not funny. It's just he's in, he was in the news. <laughs> oh, wait. But it's nothing bad. I mean. It's nothing <laughs> no, bad. it's nothing bad. He's, da- he's dating a transsexual. Well, I saw Darius McCreary trending on Twitter, and I was like, oh, that's Eddie Winslow. <laughs> so, I, so I clicked on it. I was like, oh, good for Eddie. You know, pro, very progressive of him. Not what I was – I was just making sure he was all in well. That was the most important thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah, of course. No, you see somebody trending on Twitter, it's never a good sign. Yeah, especially when they're older, you know. Uh, not that he's that old, but 50s. But uh, good for him. Some rapper. Uh, yeah, no, Linda Kozlowski. That's uh, the love interest. Blonde? Uh, in the movie, yes. The picture of her hair. She's brunette. But uh, Fairfield, I don't know if that's the one. Fairfield Connecticut's own. Oh, there you go. I don't know if that's the one I was think. I think I might be thinking of Crocodile Dundee 2. Is that also her? It's her, yeah. He's a one-woman man, that croc. Yeah. Not very James Bond-esque. There was a bad guy in one of these that was kind of freaky. Oh, Luis Guzman's in Crocodile Dundee, too. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah Crocodile Dundee. Juan Crocodile. Fernandez, maybe that's him. Crocodile Dundee. Yeah, Juan Fernandez, that's the dude. Dominican actor. That guy's scary. Type in Juan Fernandez, Crocodile Dundee. Wow. Crocodile Dundee in Los Angeles was in 2001. I don't think I saw that one. Neither did I. But uh, Jonathan Banks is in it. Mike Ehrman Trout. Oh, okay. Mike Ehrman Trout. Uh Ada Totoro's in it. Janice Soprano. <laughs> Paul Rodriguez is in it. I don't know. A couple names. 
Uh, all right, what am I looking up here? What's the guy's name? Juan, Juan Fernandez, Crocodile Dundee. He was in the sequel. This is the one I remember watching as a kid. This guy, I don't know, was he cartel member probably? Oh, yeah, this guy, yeah. Classic This guy bad had guy. some cold, beady eyes, man. This guy was scary. Uh, yeah, what else was this guy in? His I'd forehead was always glistening and shit. He always looked like he had just strangled somebody to death. I mean, who knows what else this guy was in? We gotta. He's been in a few things. I've seen him before. Hey, where am I? I gotta place him somewhere here. I mean, I got his filmography up here right now. Juan Fernandez. He was in Executive Decision. Remember that movie? He played London Bomber. I don't know how big of a role that was. Sounded like a bad guy. <laughs> He's the guy who bombed London. Yeah, <laughs> definitely a bad guy. He was in an episode oh, yeah. of Miami Vice. He had to be the bad guy if he was in one episode. There's no way I know this guy from Crocodile Dante. I've seen this guy before. You probably know him from Crocodile. Arachnophobia, his cameo uncredited, probably not. He was in, he Bulletproof? Was, he, was in, he was in an episode of Beverly Hills 90210. Really? That's right. Up your, yeah, there you go. Now you're going to do a deep dive on this guy. You're going to revisit that. This guy was in an episode. Oh, it's not on his Wikipedia page. That's why I didn't see it. I got to go to IMDb. Must have been an older dude. He was in one episode. What was his name? Hang on a sec. Uh, Fernando Caldero. Yeah. Aloha Beverly Hills Part 2. <laughs> you sound familiar? They go to Hawaii? Uh, no, I just remember when uh, Dylan went against Brenda's parents and took her to like Mexico. But Aloha is Hawaii, though. Yeah, I don't know. This isn't. It's not the episode I was thinking of. There you go, Donald. Speaking of MacGyver, speaking of MacGyver, Carson Wentz is like the MacGyver. No, he's more like MacGruber. Remember <laughs> MacGruber on SNL, who would always try and get out of everything, and before he was done, like explaining what he needed, the ship would blow up or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's Weird Carson movie. Wentz. Weird movie, by the way. Oh, you saw the movie. Yeah, I think I was like sick. This is recently, like within the last couple of years. I think I was sick and it was on. Very weird movie. I, mean, I can't really get into it because I don't remember it that well, but I just remember being like, what the fuck were they thinking? <laughs> Making this movie. Yeah, we talked about SNL movies before. That's, uh, that, that might be one of the last ones. Yeah, there's not as many as you would think there are, though. That's the thing. Like, you think, I guess, in the movies is like a big chunk, but it's not that many. Ten or less? Uh, yeah, right around there. I don't know if ten is the number, but it's right around there. And there's even less that are worth seeing. It's like the yeah. Wayne's Worlds. Blues uh, Brothers. Blues Brothers, like Coneheads. Oh, Coneheads, yeah. I mean, there's a ton of movies with SNL alum in it, obviously, like all the Sandler movies, but like none of them are characters. Right, and they had the Roxbury... This, yeah. this superstar chick it, that was it, called superstar it's pat it's pat that's right that did become a movie i feel like it was a movie way too late though it was like after the pat fad like pat peaked and then they made a movie years later pat was 
played by a woman, right? Yeah, I believe it was. She was kind of attractive too. I think there's a story where like Farley, I just heard this one recently. Like Farley, like took Norma aside when like they first met. He was like, "Now that you're here, I gotta tell you a secret." <laughs> That is a chick, <laughs> or something like that. Like that's the whole story. <laughs> I probably didn't do it any justice at all. How, how could I possibly do it, Norman Farley? Nah, justice, but not with those two guys. No, you're the Norm story with him and Andy Dick, or or uh, and Norm was. Uh, they put Norm and Artie. I think it's. I think it's an Artie story. Mm-hmm. I think Artie told the story. They put Norman Artie in charge of watching Farley. This is like towards the end, right when he really had real problems. Yeah. Okay. And they like they're like keep an eye on him. He, I think he I think he came back to host. Like he was already off the show. He came back to host. Yeah. Yeah. And Artie's like they put it's like Norm, me and Norm in charge like of Farley <sighs> to keep keep him in line. And uh, Artie's watching him. Norm took off for a second. Farley went into a bathroom with Andy Dick. <laughs> okay. And Norm comes back and Artie's like, uh, yeah. So Norm asked him, he's like, where's Farley? And Artie's like, ah, got bad news. He just went into the bathroom with Andy Dick. And Norm goes, there's only, there's only two reasons you go in a bathroom with Andy Dick. He's like, oh, God, I hope he's just getting high. <laughs> <laughs> I think oh, Artie man. told that story the first time he spoke after Norm died. He did a podcast and he told that story. Like, oh God, I hope he's high. Oh man. Was that on his podcast? Uh I heard I listened to it on YouTube actually fairly recently. Was did it because I heard, I listened to his podcast. He's, he started podcasting again. And he had Bob Saget on. Uh, I don't remember that story. But. Probably. I mean, when did Norm die? That was a couple months ago now, mid-September. Uh, yeah. It, it must. Did he start podcasting within the last couple of months? It must have been. Like within the past it was couple of weeks. Like, like within the past oh. couple of weeks. Oh, well, I don't know. It was, it was definitely after Norm died because he was, you know, kind of like eulogizing him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did they get into Norm on the uh, him and Saget? It had to, right? Uh, yeah, a little bit. There's nothing new, really. They were, you know, I love Saget, man. But he's always been kind of soft. Not in a bad way. You know what I mean? Like uh, um, emotional. You know what I mean? Oh, so okay. he, he was very, like, it was touching. It was touching. I, like, I never would have thought in a million years having, you know, grown up watching Saget you know, from, I mean, I guess not the full house, the full house and the funniest home videos shit doesn't count, but like, from like no, but I'm saying like, you know, from those you would, you know, you would think he's a different guy, but then like the dirty jokes and like his actual stand up, and then like, uh, just knowing what you know about him. And, uh, was he a big part of the aristocrat, the aristocrat, aristocrats, that, that movie? Yeah. He was a yeah. big part of the aristocrats, which if you haven't, if you're listening to this, and you got this point. You don't know what the Aristocrats is. Just watch. Just watch the Aristocrats. It's, it's like uh, an hour special, and that was on HBO, right? I don't remember what it was on. It's probably on YouTube. I bet it's on YouTube now. But yeah, it was, I think it originally aired HBO, and it's, it's all different comedians 
telling the same version of the same joke. It's the dirtiest joke of all time. That's the idea. Different, yes, yeah, right. But it's everybody. Saget's the best one, right? Saget has the he's the best one. I don't I don't remember who the best probably. Maybe that's why I remember him. I remember him like Jerry Stiller was in it, right? Like everybody's in it. I mean, Saget's the only guy I remember, and I think he's getting called up onto stage like as he's mm. wrapping up the joke. Yeah. Which makes it even better. Right. Okay. So yeah, it's, it's uh, tough to explain. Like the way we just explained it wasn't great, but you just gotta watch. No, you just gotta watch it. Yeah, that was that was the best we can do without make without giving. Not that there's anything to give away, but without starting to do the joke ourselves and just be. It's, uh, it's impossible. It's I don't even ridiculous. remember exactly how it goes, but it would never impossible. be. It was. It's not a joke that you or I or anybody else can tell. It's this is a comedian's joke. You need a professional comedian. comedian. Yeah. This is a comedian's joke for comedians. And either you get it and you like it, or you don't get it, or you get it and you don't like it, or you or you just don't, or you just don't like it. It's tasteless, whatever. But yeah, you could just it's, it's comedy subjective. You don't have to like it. But I think it was just kind of. I think it just started as like uh, a one upsmanship type thing amongst comedians. Like, all right, this this is how I would do that joke, and they kind of like just kind of <laughs> raise the stakes. And just, that's kind of the funny part about it was you know it's just kind of a look into the world of those guys, but and gals. Because our right. Sarah Silverman's in it and stuff. Yeah. Um. Anyway, where the fuck was I? Before I get there, we got off in the wrist guy. So, so no, the, so they they did they did talk about uh, Norm a bunch, but it was uh, it was a little more uh, I don't want to say emotional, but it was a little more uh, along those lines than like laughing and telling stories about him like that. I think they were kind of past that at this point. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but I, never I, thought I, a million years like Artie and Bob Saget would have a a show where I'd be listening and like be like on the verge of tears. Like it's not at all whatever, you know, would picture those two guys be doing, but the fact that Artie's even still alive is amazing. He's it is. Yeah, and eulogizing Norm MacDonald um, with Bob Sagan, you know, that obviously, uh, you know, if you're fans, those guys could be a little bit emotional. But. Well, I mean, they're tied, they're attached to the hit, man. Yeah. Saget directed Dirty Work. Well, that was the biggest news that came out of it actually was that he had penned Dirty Work 2 and they were ready to go, but they knew, like, you know, um, oh, they didn't wow. realize they didn't realize that like Norm, you know, wasn't going to be around. Well, no one knew. He didn't right. tell anybody. Yeah. Norm. So I guess Saget kind of said he knew something was wrong. We didn't know what exactly. And I guess Norm was under the impression he was going to beat it, which I guess you have to, you know, you have to whenever you're going through. Right. Something. Well, yeah. But I, I, but I, I don't know if he was misled or. Maybe he got worse than it was expected to get. But uh, he was under the impression that he was going to come out of that. Uh, but, yeah, there, I guess there is a script for Dirty Work too. Damn. That would have been – I mean, I would have saw it. it was, oh, yeah. Artie was like, wait a sure. second. Artie was like, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. So you wrote a script uh, for Dirty Work 2 and everybody from the show, everybody from the movie is dead? He's like, he's like we're getting worse than Poltergeist. <laughs> oh yeah that's curse, curse very movie. true poltergeist curse movie uh well yeah who else was in dirty work you had um the farley. father who was the old father, at yeah. the time yeah farley was in that who else is dead from that movie no i don't know i think it was just the three uh, <laughs> really the main the main characters basically yeah chevy chase still around he was the doctor yeah, well, I'll never get enough Chevy. Chevy's, a, yeah, I'll just keep coming back until he's dead. 
and they'll do something. Yeah, he's like every 10 years kind of guy. Comes out of the woodwork. I think he's just about done. I don't think Chevy's ever going to – you think Chevy gives you one more fastball? Probably not. Yeah. And he's, he's old, man. Yeah. He's got something. He's got something up his sleeve. He was on that NBC show. Yeah, that was – He was past years. his prime. Ten years ago. 78. I don't think so. He's got time. <laughs> I mean, not a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I all those old guys. I feel like they they got something left at some point. I think, uh, yeah, he's coming. You know, he's not like uh, retired. He's not Gene Hackman. He's not retired. Well, yeah, Gene Hackman's in his nineties. Did, did you happen to see, did you happen to see that Billy Crystal movie? The new one? Yeah, the one with uh, Tiffany Haddish. I did not. I do want to see it, though. Is it, is I saw it, on it, the, is it out already? Uh, um, I saw it on a plane, so oh, okay. I don't know if it's out. It was good. It was just a little sad. Yeah. It was a little, yeah. And not even for necessarily the reason you think, but it was just, just, just a little just a little tearjerker yeah i think yeah i know like, like i mean i don't know but i got get the impression that it was going to have some touching type moments wasn't just going to be billy crystal doing one-liners yeah <laughs> um but yeah that's an example of a guy later on give you one more yeah billy's a worker though he's a worker no yeah he's still working he's not that have you ever 20 have you ever I'm seen 20 mr. <laughs> have you ever seen mr saturday night Mr. Saturday Night. Uh, I don't think so. It's one of those. I don't even know if it's streaming. It's one of those. Like I remember it vaguely from my childhood. Like I remember like my brothers liking it and being like kind of a classic one. But I don't think I ever saw it straight through. And like whenever I look for it, I can't find it. So I don't know if it's. uh, I don't know if it's out there to be seen or what. Some of these movies get lost, you know, in time. Well, some of them are very obscure, you know. You got somebody's got to, I mean, somebody's got to pick 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 it up. So a network has to pick it up, right? Whether it's HBO, Showtime, even like AMC or something. That's that's the way you see all these movies. That's why that's why I like to have. Uh, that's why I believe in the hard copies of shit. Right at your disposal. Yeah. Well, it's, Steven, it's more of like, yeah, it's like it's not streaming free anywhere. You can rent it on Amazon or Apple. But, um, yeah, I just like being at the, at the uh, mercy of these streaming companies. Yeah, it's tough. That's why I wish I, I got rid of too many. I still have a bunch of CDs, but I feel like I should never have gotten rid of them. Yeah, but CDs, I mean, you can get any song you want on, like, YouTube. Yeah, but, like, if uh, – can, you can't like, do that in a car or whatever. Like, it's not the same. Do cars even have CD players, though? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't have a car that new to, to know. <laughs> so your car has a CD player? Yeah. It's a I have to see it. My car is not old, but – 2016, I, I think. Yeah, mine's older than that, and I don't even—I'd have to see if I have a CD player. I feel like I don't. 
Maybe it's in the trunk. Maybe it's a six CD changer in the trunk. Wow. That's the real deal. I'm looking for Mr. Saturday Night right now, and I do not see it. I'm under Billy Crystal. What an idea that was. You had to, like, load up a six CD changer in your trunk, and that's how you got the music in your car? What? That doesn't even make sense. It seems so inconvenient. That was a gift for me one year. Like, I had a car, and like my parents put the six CD changer in, in my trunk. But my father had like a nice car and it came with the CD changer in the trunk of that car. But you load it up with the six and then you'd have your six CDs in there. And it was convenient. And you just, you controlled, you didn't, you controlled it by the front and it it was convenient. Oh, I guess if you're controlling it in the front, that makes sense. Yeah. It's not like you hit play and then hope for the best. Like there was, you (laughs) you can choose the disc, the front, but. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. What a way to live. Get a pick. Get a get a pick six CDs. Like now, you have unlimited choices of like Spotify. Put anything on at any point. Like oh, you feel like hearing, you hear you feel like fucking hearing Greek music or something. You can find it. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know Greek music existed. <laughs> uh yeah. Those are the days. I, uh, but yeah, I'm a big believer in uh, physical media. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, having it at your disposal is much easier. And people are just a little too spoiled, though, with uh, just having everything at their fingertips, man. But it's limited, though. That's what, you, that's what people don't realize. There's a lot there, but it's limited. Like, no, whatever. That's, the Mr. Saturday Night not being available is not going to ruin people's day but you see how it goes like every once in a while like Seinfeld like somebody had it then nobody had it for months and now it's on mm. Netflix just all the contracts and shit so now it's on Comedy Central and it's on Comedy Central yeah so yeah that mess was going on for TV for years though where all these shows in syndication like uh, somebody would have it like WPIX would have it and then they wouldn't and TBS got it and you'd go, you'd go like a few months without. So I guess maybe it's the same kind of pattern in streaming. Just jerking you around. Yeah, but it, it's probably better to be jerked around that way, I guess, because you know if if it went from WPAX to TBS, and you really wanted to see the Festivus episode, you had to wait until it got back on TBS, and you had to look ahead and see when the Festivus episode was going to be. And be sure you tuned in, or if DVR is invented at that point, you'd go on DVR, tape it. Yeah, DVR has been the best invention. That's that's the best. <laughs> that's what you need. I haven't used DVR, man. Everything's on demand, like the next day. Yeah, but I like it's like belt and suspenders, though. You know, you don't want to be too careful. You don't want to be, too, you know. You got. I I I tape everything. I just tape, I tape all the shows, man. Automatic. I just tape movies that are never. I hardly ever watch them either. But that's all. I just tape them, like in case. What if the DVR is fucked up? I mean, what if the on demand's fucked up and unavailable? I don't. I have so many options on demand, man. So many options. What if it's? What if you want to watch the the show that you taped that you could have taped last night? What show is it? 
I don't know, Curb or Succession, like the shows that are on right now. It's on HBO Max, man. It's on like that at the time that it airs, it's on HBO Max. Right, but what if it's, I'm saying, what if that's down? What if that's not working? I mean, is that really going to happen? Has it ever happened? Good. I don't know. I wouldn't know because I go right to the DVR. <laughs> I go right to the DVR. That's just me, though. That's bear, I guess. Josh Johnson does it on incompletion now, four of 10 for 69 yards. All right. All right. Well, speaking of uh, that smooth transition, last week, Ant, get on, get on the train with Ant. Two and one last week. Should be three and oh, but Carson Wentz is a fucking prick. Yeah, in more ways than one, he's a fucking prick. He's McGruber. Uh, that uh, I like that one. That's a good nickname. By the way, Mike White, Mister White, somebody called him that. And something I was watching today. That's like perfect. Except Mister White, yeah. Um. So, Ant, you're ten, thirteen, and one on the season. I'm twelve and twelve. Uh, Ant's on fire right now. So uh, let's do our picks for week nine in the National Football League. Again, lead us off. All right. I have two games written down that will be joint picks. Okay. If you jump on them. Okay. Pick number one, a little bit of a uh, out-of-the-box pick. I'm taking Denver getting 10 in Dallas. Jesus. I mean, the Jets' defense, thanks for coming out. Man. Oof, man. God almighty. Uh, I'm taking Denver, getting 10. Uh, one, th- one thing about Denver is, for the most part, they do play close games. They're not very good. I don't think they're very good. But for the most part, they have played close gla- games. Uh, I would probably attribute that to having a you know, decent, solid defense, even with the, the uh, subtraction of Von Miller. You know, now they're going into Dallas. They're going into Jerry's world. They're coming off a big emotional win. People, most people assume blowout. Dallas is hot. They've won six in a row. They've covered every game. I think Denver keeps this game somewhat close. I think we're looking at a one-score game in the fourth quarter. Uh, you, may have to, you, know, you may need a backdoor from Denver here. Maybe you know, they're down two touchdowns. They put one in late. But I think Denver keeps it within the number. I'm not calling for the outright upset. I think this is Dallas wins this game. Uh, but also, you know, this part of me just thinks Dallas is due not to cover a game, which is dangerous to pick like that. Uh, but I don't know, maybe a little bit of a letdown spot after that big primetime win. So I say Dallas wins this game, you know, say 28 20. All so right. Pick number one, Denver getting 10. Denver scoring 20 points in that scenario. Got it. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> one of them's going to be one of them's gonna be against prevent defense. So really 13 against real defense. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Uh, what, what the fuck is going on in Cleveland? And what is – what is – why – like Odell Beckham just cannot fucking help himself. His dad's coming out? I didn't even know he had a dad that was like vocal. I didn't know he had uh, – a, a he makes makes tapes, right? He makes uh, what do you call it? Uh, like what, videos. Like, the guy hasn't done a thing for fucking years. Uh, it must be so easy to be a diva wide receiver because you just blame. And yeah, the videos are bad. Like, oh, here is uh, B- Baker Mayfield missing Odell, and uh, 
oh, does he have a problem with Odell? Like, yeah, I'm sure if he, I'm sure if he could connect with them, he would. Like, he's a fucking quarterback. He wants to, like, he's not going to blackball a guy just to blackball him, right? It seems like counterintuitive for a fucking quarterback, leader of a team, leader of men. Anything he just, if anything, he just stinks. Baker Mayfield. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but it must be so fucking easy to be a wide receiver and just start blaming other people for your shortcomings. There's not like nothing about that makes me believe this guy wants to be a part of a team. Everything about it screams that the Giants made at least one right move in the past fucking ten years. It was getting rid of this doofus. What the fuck is going on in Cleveland, man? Shut the fuck up. Go out there and play. Yeah, I'm going to start crying about it, man. Talk to your fucking quarterback. Figure it the fuck out. Some of these guys, man. Like, I just question. I question Kyrie. Like, I just question what. At some point, you went from loving a game to just I don't even know what. what a fucking, <laughs> thinking what a you're fuck. bigger than the game, I guess. I don't know. What a fucking dope. Hasn't done shit in how long? At three, four years. Oh my god. Yeah. Last time Odell Beckham was a fucking comp, uh, impact player in the in the NFL. Maybe give you one game a year at, at Wilson, best right now. Kyle Wilson looks like an 11-year-old fan who won tickets to, the, to sit on the sidelines, by the way. Zach Wilson. Zach, what is Kyle Wilson? No, Zach he looks Wilson. like a Kyle. Kyle Wilson looks like a fucking – Zach Wilson looks like, he looks like a Zach, too. He looks, looks like a fucking 11-year-old. Yeah, his mom had a controversial Instagram like a week ago, two weeks ago. Uh, Pre-Mike White? Yeah, it was something vaccine-related. It was something about the In-N-Out burger. Go support the In-N-Out Burger because they're not requiring their uh, workers to get vaccinated. Okay. <laughs> Mike White has like one more touchdown than Zach Wilson, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in he does. One, in one game and a half a quarter. <laughs> All right. So we got to pick a game here. All right. So let's see. Where are we here? Oh, boy. Look, my first game, I gotta. I, I need to get back on track here. This is um, – it it's a little bit of an iffy pick a road team here, big favorite, uh, biggest number on the board. But I just I, – I need something that's relatively easy. I hope Buffalo gives it to me. Uh, they're favored by 14-and-a-half. I know it's a big number, but Jacksonville stinks. Jacksonville's a weird fucking place to play as well. Um, just, hoping, just hoping for best team in the league to put up a, a, a big number against a team that doesn't do anything right. So give me Buffalo by two touchdowns and a half. Please, Buffalo. Get me back in the, in the fucking right column here. Okay. Which is the left column, not the right column. <laughs> well, I thought, I, thought you were taking, uh, I thought you were taking Cincy after your Cleveland rant. Uh, <laughs> no, that was just <laughs> – was just I was going through the list here, and I remember I had a question about the Browns. Uh, so, so you're right. All hell has broken loose in Cleveland. Odell, it looks like has, is, did he take his ball and go home? I don't, I don't know. He's he been got, excused he got, from practice. Yeah. He's been excused from practice. He's been trying. Yeah. That's like, it's, he's probably so excited to go home. There's a touchdown for the jets. All right. Back door is open. Well, Three more of those. I mean, the chain's on the back door. The lock is still up on the back Elijah door. Elijah Moore, there you go. Building blocks. A little progress there. That's something to hang your hat on, Elijah Moore. Um, so if Odell's nowhere to be found, 
I'm going to think outside the box here. I'm going to take Cleveland getting two and a half. Yeah, I like that. You know, I like the fact that he might be nowhere near. I think the Browns are going to rally. I think the Browns are going to rally around not having him there. Baker will play with a little chip on his shoulder. Yeah. Uh, get this loser out of the picture. Yeah. Another thing, put that aside. I do like Cleveland's D a little more than I like Cincy's D. Sure. Um, and, you know, I, I'm going to – I do like Cincy, and I do think Cincy is a player. But, you know, sometimes you got to go over a few speed bumps. Oof, Josh Johnson. Sometimes you got to go over a few speed bumps. This could be the second game in a row they lose. Jets one week, now a tough division game at home. I, I almost equate this similar to last week's Atlanta-Carolina game, where it was a coin flip game. The road team was getting two and a half. And if, I'm, if, if it's a coin flip game, I'll just take the points. Because I think this, that's what this is. I think Vegas is telling you Cleveland might be a touch better because they're only getting two and a half. Uh, also, Chubb. I think Did Chubb play last week? I don't know. He's back fully healthy, though, I think. So, look for a big day from Chubb. No Odell. Addition by subtraction. Browns plus two and a half and outright. All right. I like that. Not that you need my blessing, Ant, but nice. So, as with uh, Rodgers out, I still think it's a good game because it's got some intrigue because of uh, Jordan Love. Got to see what he can do. But is the game of the is the game of the week Tennessee and the Rams, even without Henry? Um, Sunday night. Rams, Titans. I think I prefer Chiefs Packers. Chiefs Packers game of the week. That's got again. I mean, that's got intrigue, and Kansas City's got a lot of questions. We want to see if they can answer any of them. Uh, yeah. All right. So I'm going to Sunday night though. I thought I thought to me it's still Tennessee and the Rams, um, with Green Bay Kansas City in a close second. Uh, Tennessee reeling after losing Henry. They've signed AP, the legend Adrian Peterson, uh, coming back to play. Had a decent year last year with the with the, the Lions. And not a bad year for an old guy, right? Um. The Rams are seven and a half point favorite, and we all we like the Rams like the Rams defense. Um, but I, a, a good team like Tennessee, even without Henry, a good team like Tennessee getting more than a touchdown, I have to think they're going to keep it close. They're a well coached team. They do have weapons. I know Tannehill scary. You never know what to expect. You never know if it's going to be. Uh, a guy who throws the game away or a guy who does the right thing and manages uh, manages the game properly. But I think they come out and play on Sunday night. I think they keep it close. Give me Tennessee uh, getting seven and a half on the road. All right. Uh, I got to find a third game. A lot of home dogs were screaming out to me this week. But – I don't, I don't know if I could pull the trigger on any of them. One is the Giants, but I'm not going near that. Although they should – I actually think they should be able to beat the Raiders, but I don't know. Everyone's got COVID maybe with the Giants. Weird week. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a Stay weird week in the NFL. It's been a weird week in the NFL anyway, all around. Yeah. Another one's the Eagles. Something's telling me the Eagles are the play in that game, but I don't, I don't want to be investing in Jalen Hurts. Eagles haven't won a home game yet this year. I feel like they could uh, 
I don't know. I'm not going near that game. Another another one, and I'm not picking this game, is Carolina because I like their defense and they're getting points at home. But P.J. Walker might be playing in that game. I don't think McCaffrey's coming back this week. I think he's still a week away. Would you not rather P.J. Walker or Sam Darnold? Either way, I don't like Carolina. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you said like P.J. Walker. Like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, know I mean, Belichick against P.J. Walker seems like a mismatch. Uh, all right, so I got to pick a game, I guess. I can't stop it, too. Give me uh, – I mean, I like them coming into, into the season, so I might as well go down with the ship. Give me the Niners laying a point and a half against Arizona. I was looking at the Arizona injury report today. I mean, there's a chance Kyler doesn't play. There's a chance Hopkins doesn't play. Uh, AJ Green is out with COVID. He would, I think he's vaccinated, but he would have to test uh, negative twice before Sunday. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's likely. Edmonds, I read, was questionable. He's probably going to play, but he could be banged up. Yep. Watts, obviously, already out. Like, the Cardinals, low-key, seem really banged up. So, I feel like maybe there's something I'm missing. Maybe I'm the idiot for liking the Niners in this spot, but, you know, as a short favorite. Uh, but, I, I don't know. The Niners are three and four. They're still technically in it. That's, I, we talked about the seventh seed. The Panthers are the seventh seed right now. That seven seed is up for grabs, man. Even the six seed with the Saints, like that. The, the Niners aren't winning the division. The Cardinals and Rams are gone. You know they're not catching either of them. But this is, you know, the Niners are still in it. This is a, you got to throw everything you got at it this week. You know what I mean? This is a very important divisional game. Uh, I think they already lost to Seattle once. I don't know what San Francisco. They need to win the game. I'm picking them one and a half, San Fran. Yeah, Niners showed us something that last week, and you hope they can build off it. I mean. Show something against Bears, but you hope they could build something off that in uh, your case there. And uh, also yeah. winless on the road, I believe this year the Niners. You got to win a home game. Yeah, but I mean, if Arizona is banged up as you are, that's like that's real handicapping right there, right? Right, and if Kyler is ruled out, say tomorrow, I heard Kingsbury say he could not practice this week and still play. But let's say Kyler's ruled out Friday or ruled out Saturday. That number is going to spike, so yeah. I could be Taking getting it at a value. You're right. jumping ahead here. Nicely done. Right. Or Kyler looks great tomorrow in practice, and Arizona goes off as a favorite, and I got it at a bad number. But, hey, we're t- we got to roll the dice on Thursday. That's what we do. Tip. Handicapping That's and gambling. Do. Handicapping and gambling. It. Well, uh, see, I do love doing this anti-pick here. And the team looked awful last weekend. Right? I have that right? Uh, who did they play last weekend? Yeah, I did, I did not pick any games before. <laughs> oh, yeah, they did look awful last weekend on national TV, no less. Um, Minnesota goes into Baltimore, six point underdogs. And I've been down this path before where I just I, I pick an anti, an anti team pick and I'm going like just going against those Vikings once again. Again, I, I just need to find easy victories this week. I don't know if that, I don't know this I hope is an easy one. I hope Baltimore comes to play. I hope Minnesota is still looking shaky as they did on fucking uh Sunday night. And uh 
I just hope they, I just hope, I, I hope I'm right about Minnesota one time and Baltimore takes care of business. So please, Baltimore, help me back. Get me back in the, my winning ways here. Baltimore minus six. Pleading. Not even, I'm not even betting anymore. I'm fucking pleading with teams. That's what Owen <laughs> do to you. Uh, there yeah. you have it. I got Buffalo, big favorites, Tennessee, underdog on Sunday night, and Baltimore, minus six against the Vikings. I got Denver, plus ten, the Browns getting two and a half, and the Niners laying a point and a half at home. There's your picks. Week nine. The picks. And that will take us to the end of the show. We will see you in the post show. We'll talk a little bit, uh, a little TV, catch up on some TV, see uh, what's going on in these worlds of LD and the Royce. So until (laughs) until next week, uh, thank you for listening to Sunday 4. Appreciate you spending time with us. Have a great fucking weekend. Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody, and we will uh, talk to you next week. Well, let's start with uh, Curb, Ant. And I didn't know Greek music was a thing. Yeah, of course it's a thing. Okay, I just didn't know what it was then. Malaka. Um... I think my favorite part of the episode is in the very beginning. Well, there's two parts. One was in the very beginning, one was in the very end. In the very beginning when uh, Jeff has to pretend like he deleted the tape of the uh, of the cook slash actress. <laughs> yeah. Larry, like, Larry has like, they have to sell it, so Larry's just like, you fucking idiot. You're a fucking idiot, Jeff. And they have to sell it like that. I think it was my favorite part. And then yeah. the, at the end, when there he goes back for like the third or fourth time, talk about the uh, the toilet seat. Oh, um, I know where you're going. Yeah. And Jeff, like Jeff's, like Jeff knows what's about to happen, and he is like his reaction is like, oh. all time, all time groan. Yeah, <laughs> it was an all time groan. Absolutely, and it was my two highlights <laughs> of the show. Did you like? Did you like Leon going after feta cheese? Yeah, that was unexpected and appreciated for sure. I forget. I don't mind feta cheese, but it's not my favorite. No, I <laughs> nah. I, I will have it um, occasionally. It's got to be like what in a salad? Um, uh, yeah, I'm doing a salad. It can't be overpowering. It's got to be like just kind of there, not taking over the dish. I don't want anything to do. Yeah, use yeah. sparingly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going after the feta. Jeff. Oh, by the way, Jeff. It's like it's a, I don't know. I don't know how you describe it, like a running joke in the show that he's an incredible scumbag. Oh yeah, big time adulterer. <laughs> Might have knocked up the uh, the assistant, the dental hygienist. Yeah, <laughs> like you forget that he's kind of a scumbag for a long time. For long stretches of that show, and they just oh yeah, he out. banged Funkhauser's slow sister. Yes, <laughs> yes, bam bam. Uh, but uh, yeah, just out of nowhere, I was just cracking up. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. Jeff is a piece of shit. Oh yeah, <laughs> completely forgot Big about time. it. 
And uh, it's just funny that the first thing he did was recommend the dentist, and then he just threw in, like, an oh, by the way. Yeah, must be a good dentist. Well, or did he recommend the dentist to Larry for the intel? Oh, yeah, probably more for the intel. Yeah. Because he would have had to have the awkward conversation with him, like, oh, by the way, I knocked up the hygienist there. I had to pay for the abortion. Yeah. You know, I think he did it strictly for the intel. If he didn't need Larry, I don't know if he would have sent him there. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, everybody acts in their own self-interest in that show, so. Yeah. That's uh, probably a safe bet. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, what do you, how do you talk about Curb? I was going to, like, do you want to, like, speculate? (laughs) Like, what happens next? I mean, I don't know what's he going to do, shop the show? I guess he's got to shop it, yeah. But I mean, yeah. If they, if they yeah, get the family's off. gonna, the family's gonna keep blackmailing them. I guess. But, Seems like a weird way to blackmail. They're not very good blackmailers. Well, I mean, did get her an audition. Did get her the role. Yeah, Larry's a good target. He's an easy target. Oh, there's a nice um, there's a pick, and the game is over. <laughs> the whole quarter to play. Um, how about the irony of believing Julio over Don Jr.? And it turns out Julio is just an awful janitor. He's a busy janitor. He's got multiple jobs. He's easy to forget this kind of shit. Sounds like he may have just ne- neglected both yeah, uh, <laughs> the dentist orders and Don Jr.'s orders. Was that uh, revealed with he, – he had, he had the cotton in his ears, right? Yeah. Yeah, so he didn't even hear that. He didn't hear anything. And then he brought up, the, oh, this girl, she didn't even take a day off. She went and got an abortion last week. Yeah. So he's not even able to report back to Jeff that – she still could be shaking him down. Oh, yeah. Well, absolutely. There's a little bit of shakedown. Airings, a trip to Costa Rica. Yeah. She's getting her money's worth. For sure. Uh, do you think uh, Dylan what was the kid's name Dylan something is he going to be a recurring or is he a one and done probably one and done Dylan uh, what was his last name because that was the same name of the Nazi in Seinfeld Dylan Adams is that his name no oh man but yeah it was the same name Dylan Nazi Dylan Seinfeld. Dylan O'Brien. Dylan O'Brien. That was his dad. Oh, no. Dylan Murphy. In the Seinfeld episode, it's Dylan. Oh, boy. Murphy and O'Brien. Donald O'Brien. Dylan Murphy. I think it was Dylan O'Brien, right? Similar. Dylan O'Brien was the kid's name. Right. That had to be an homage to Seinfeld. Yeah, probably. Um, let's see. What else in that episode? Uh, oh, the dog. Oh, yeah. I, the angel muffin. I don't know if I could be yelling that either. 
Yeah, no, it's a little, a little aggressive, that name. <laughs> Angel Muffin, that's a little much. A really nice try on Larry's part to, to get back on this guy's good side, though. I mean, A for effort. He just uh, – and the dog survived, right? We, didn't, we don't have a PETA situation. He's not going to get hate mail. Dog survived. Just got grazed by the car. Right. Because he couldn't say the name Angel Muffin. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I guess it's like where do they go from here? Just, I guess he tries to shop the show. He wants to make this young Larry. They're going to blackmail him still over this fence thing. Um, and uh, we get, we maybe, get, maybe it's all standalone episodes. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, just, I mean, it's like a, there's always a loose – there's always like a loose uh, linear story, but each one, like you'll, it just they move on from all these people. Yeah, it's there's always something going on in the background, but then you forget how much. Maybe because the show takes such a long hiatus, but you forget how much they jam pack into all these episodes. There's yeah. always so much shit going on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and that brings us to succession. Yes. Another uh, good one, I thought. Yeah, it, it is. This, like, uh, to me, I, I don't know. Like, I was watching this one. I was like, damn, like, they are going all in on this this year. And it is, uh, yeah, it is top-notch television. It is. It's, it's, it's excellent. Um, is, uh, has... Well, uh, not Logan. Uh, Logan's always the MVP. But has Kendall been the MVP of the season? Has he kind of put it on his shoulders? Uh, it probably was until the end of this episode. I was hoping he still went on that show. But, uh, yeah, there's this episode, like, you know, Shiv kind of finally got what she wanted, albeit – and by the way, really a terrible thing to celebrate your accomplishment, your accomplishments when – Number one, I mean, you're never really accomplishing anything. You're just the daughter of somebody who has accomplishments. And number two, yeah. you only are getting this promotion because back door's open, by the way. Um, it is. You're only getting this promotion because your father has to step down for, like, these horrible reasons and lawsuits and shit that this company's facing. So I don't know why. It's not like a joyous thing. This is just, yeah, I get to work. This is business. Oh, wait, was she celebrating? I mean, you could tell she had a little pep in her step, you know. Oh, no, she definitely – she yeah. wants the reins. She wants it. And then, like, you had the feeling like this was her moment when she got up there on the podium, and then Nirvana kicks in. And, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, and uh, Kendall just kind of absolutely tore her heart out. And then what do you think – do you think – he crossed the line by doing that. I mean, he has set the lines. They let him in the building. Um, do you think he crossed the line by playing this, that song during her moment? Or do you think she crossed the line by releasing all that personal shit? Like, was he playing fair? Or did he take it, like, too far and give her the right to go further? Or did he do something, like, within his own personal war against them? And she cross the line by taking making a personal you know talking about his family and stuff i think he crossed the line 
But then she went for the jugular. Yeah, she took a shit. Yeah. There was no, she was well above. Yeah, she's, there, there's no line. She couldn't even see the line by the time she got done. There was right, no line so he, was right, he, a he thing took, in the past. He took a step over the line and she, right, she went, she went fucking nuclear. Right. It wasn't like a Smokey and Big Lebowski thing, like where he had his foot on the line. Like that's what, that's what Kendall did. He had his foot on the line. She was well past the line. I mean, this was like hitting the quarterback. 10 seconds after the play's over. <laughs> he's, he's in the huddle already. Donald Brashear you know, or something. Yeah, this is dead. Marty McSorley. Yeah. That's what, that's what that was. That was, uh, yeah, that was rough going after his – and they referenced that at the beginning of the episode with the good tweet, bad tweet, which is a stupid game to play if you're in the public eye. I don't know why you'd want to hear that. Uh, when they, but, you know, he kind of – you, you do tell when you're sober, was, man. That's what people do when they're sober. I guess so. I guess That's, so. That I mean, was my. That was literally my first thought. I'm like he would do this if he was drinking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, they touch on like, oh, he's only doing this because of his daddy issues and addiction and mental health. You yeah. can tell he was a little bit affected by that too. Yeah. But he kind of yeah. moved on from it, and then obviously Ship took it to a whole new level. Yeah, uh, so again, I like the fact that they kept Logan and Kendall apart. You got to build up towards that. There's going to be a face to face at some point later on in the season. They, they didn't, they, sh- good job by them not burning it in episode three. You got to build towards that because they're going to have an awesome face to face at yeah. some point. It's yeah. going to be great. Um, and what else? Oh, um, the uh, Logan's goon, the, the guy who, uh, who uh, came up to him in the, uh, when Kendall comes into the office. Oh, yeah. The goon that comes up to him. Yeah. He's like, just checking in. And then just goes up, goes up to him and just goes, I know you. Right. That's the guy who helped him cover up the murder at the end of season right. one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was a nice callback. That's like, that's Logan's like Ray Donovan. That's his fixer. He just keeps the guy around just for specific shady shit like that. You got to like. Everybody needs one. And then, and, it's awesome because that you know that guy's loyal because of all the people that Logan's been like throwing around and we you know we got to get this guy on board that guy on board that's the one guy he doesn't have to question anything it's like he knows yeah. that guy's ride yep. or die yep <laughs> which I like you gotta have one you gotta have one you got you gotta have one guy that you just know and that guy would definitely go to prison for Logan no problem he might have already he might have already gone to prison for him that's right. I don't know the guy's name. He, I don't know why. I want, call, I want to call him Jaws. That, I mean, hey, he looks like a Jaws. It's a good nickname for a bodyguard, fixer, everything. Just the way he rolled up on Kendall. He's Jaws from now on. All right. Jaws it is. I don't know if they need a name for him, but we got one for him. Uh, he may not show up again. I don't know. <laughs> your boy Greg. Yeah, always, yeah. always kind of seemed like a guy who kind of fell ass backwards into – like just good luck and then it all kind of changed the end of last season when he's like on Capitol Hill which is not anywhere he ever expected to be mm-hmm. um, he got into like the spat with his grandfather he was going to take him out of his will uh, is this the year that he kind of uh, he kind of falls apart a little bit because he's buying $40,000 watches that don't work 
<laughs> that just seems that doesn't seem like a winner move. That seems like a bad luck move. That was like all pressured into it, man. He got peer pressured. That was that was all in the background, and it was hysterical that it was happening in the background. Yeah, she's like, she's like, the girl's like, you bought that watch? She's like, you encouraged me to buy it. <laughs> he just, he, um, she said he had a nice wrist. The wheels are falling off, of Greg. It feels like. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where where Greg's going. This is gonna. I'm sure it's gonna pop up again. Uh, the attorney. Oh yeah. What's his face from Animal House? I'm sure something's Zellman. gonna happen there. And, and then you, yeah, Zellman, Assemblyman. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Tom looks like he's going with his own counsel. You saw that he yeah. uh, call, called up. And then I don't. Did they ever revisit? Greg called him on the other line and says, "I got something for you." They never revisited that, right? What what that was about? I think that was Kendall showing up. Oh, okay, never mind. I think, I think. I mean, but you're right. They never did allude to it, but did. did Maybe Tom, that was it. Did Tom bring that to the attention of anybody? I don't know. Because well, I think he did. I think he did. Because you know the thing with Greg is he thinks he's playing both sides, but Tom's playing for himself. So he doesn't always really. He doesn't. He takes the information Greg gives him and kind of pockets it in case he needs it he doesn't always i don't think anybody else knows that greg is kind of playing both sides um Other i don't think Tom. anyone even I, I think people just find greg irrelevant like not as not irrelevant a, but he's just like he's just there not as not as irrelevant as connor <laughs> connor yeah he just shows up at the end connor is pretty connor is irrelevant uh well, he wouldn't sign his name, right? Yeah, to the letter. To the letter. Neither, neither would Roman, yeah, which is the right move. Which is <laughs> the correct thing to do is not. But the, what, what he said, I forget what he said. He said, like, my signature is valuable. I forget <laughs> exactly what he said. Connor yeah, lives yeah. in a fucking fairy tale <laughs> fantasy land, man. That yeah. guy for a day. Imagine being that guy for a day. Oh, I'd be so. I'd be a much better Connor. First point of business: change my name. Change your your first name or last name? My first Both. name. No, I'll be a yeah, Roy. I'd be a cool Roy. Like, be a cool Roy. Like, uh, oh yeah, that's a good game. What's your Roy name? Brandon Roy. <laughs> <laughs> Where the jersey? Yeah. I want to be yeah, it now because uh, it's got to be like uh, it's got to be something. Uh, Scott Scott Roy Scott Roy. That seems that seems like the Roy that ODs or something like actually ODs like in a bathroom or like the cousin that nobody ever talked to, like the like Greg's brother that ODs like in a bathroom in Missouri or something. <laughs> Scott Roy, and that might be what's heading for Kendall. I don't That's know. true. That's very true. Because you figure they got it's like they're like the Kennedys. They got to have uh, you know, got guys like that. Yeah, Kennedys are the Rockefellers, right? They're still Rockefellers walking around. Makes no sense. These people have all kinds of money. Uh, was the guy who was Gerald Ford's vice president? Was he a part of that family? He was a Rockefeller. Is that right, Nelson? Yeah, Gerald Ford's vice president was Rockefeller. I don't know if he was that family, though. I would assume he was. 
Well, a quick reminder, just because everybody kind of forgets, because uh, I mean, I had forgotten for the longest time, but uh, Henry Ford, you know, the inventor of the first the Ford cars. Right. Not, not a big fan of the Jews. Is that right? Yeah, he wrote, a, I guess he wrote something that kind of was the inspiration for Mein Kampf. <laughs> in, oh, wow. In the 20s. Yeah, I forget what it's called, but. Yeah, just just uh, if you look up uh, Henry Ford, uh, anti semite, I'm sure I get a couple of hits. Okay, so this guy, wow, he was Hitler before Hitler, America's Hitler, basically, yeah. But here we are, we're all driving in uh, the Ford Focuses. Yeah. All right, so you can't be Henry Roy. You rule that name out. Can't be Henry Roy. Or uh, Ford. Bobby Roy. Nelson Roy. I don't want to be named Nelson. Um, uh, something like Argyle, Argyle Roy. Oh, you want something? You want something like rich sounding? Yeah, but it's got to be a kind of badass rich name. Argyle doesn't do it. I think it's got to be a rich sounding name, though. Yeah. Kennedy Roy. Kennedy Roy. That's fitting. Too much, you know, Kennedy, like the Kennedy from MTV. Uh, no, can't share that name with her. Yeah, but the, the, the character uh, more, her. Like, she ruined, just brought it down slightly. Ruined in my mind for a first name. What about Arnold Roy? Arnold has potential. I don't think I'm an Arnold, personally. Uh, Would you be an Arnold? Eh, Would you pull off Arnold? Not. Yeah, I mean, most, these, most of these names, most of these names, you couldn't pull off. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Francis Roy. Fran- Francis is a little bit uh, too much. Fits with the last name though. Oh, uh, look at this! I just Google, but th- these names are phenomenal. Uh, rich, three hundred plus rich names for boys. Oh, Cornelius Roy. That's a good one. I like that one. Cornelius is a great name. Yukon Cornelius, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See? We're, we're that, that's so much better than Kennedy, the association I have with Kennedy. <laughs> Otto, Otto Roy? Mm, Otto Roy. Okay. Here's you want to stand out. You want to stand out a little bit. Yeah. You're going to be in the public eye. Here's so they, can call you by, they can call you by your first name. You know what I mean? There's yeah. already enough people with your last name. Yeah, ex- yes. Um, here's two that it won't be. It won't be Norman. And no. it won't be Thormund. Nah. No. Walter, Walter Roy. Duke Roy. Ulysses, Duke. Ulysses Roy. Ulysses Grant, okay. Bronson. Bronson's a cool name. Bronson Roy. Roy. Tolliver. Uh, Tolliver is like trust fund kid. That's trust yeah. fund. I'm still sticking with uh, Cornelius. Oh, this. I didn't know this was a name, but uh, Mungo. Mungo Roy? I mean, it could work. You're rich, so who cares? Like, no one will question. I, you know, Mungo Roy is definitely getting stoned. He's hanging out with fucking Ricky Williams. Well, Co- Cosmo Roy. Cosmo Roy, that's a good one. 
Because you're going to call you Cosmo. Ramsey Roy? I don't think you can do alliteration. <laughs> Ruben Roy? You ever notice something about the, the, uh, the opening sequence to Succession? All the names are in alphabetical order. I did not notice that, no. Alphabetical order, succession. It's a little Easter egg, I think. A little fun fact. <laughs> Remington Roy? Well, all the kids have two-syllable first names, right? It's Connor, Roman, Kendall, even Logan. So you, you go two syllables? Siobhan. Siobhan. Oh, I guess you had. I don't know. If you, is that a rule? I don't, I don't know. know I mean, we, we can make it a rule. Then I can't be uh, Cornelius. Uh, yeah. Then I think Otto might be where you go. How about Maverick? Maverick Roy. <laughs> Maybe your parents were a big... Big Top Gun fans. Top Gun fans. <laughs> All right, we're at the jumping off points. We'll find Iceman Roy. Well, Zion Roy. Zion Williamson. Zion's a good one. Zion's a good name. Zion Roy. They call you Zy. Zy. I need you. Z Roy. Conference room. <laughs> action, action stations. <laughs> That's it. Oh, man. Well. All right, Otto, Mungo. All right. Mungo Roy, until next time. I'll talk to you, man. <laughs> All right. Later. That's it.